This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's drive time now. Welcome to Tribe Talk on the Cleveland Indians Radio Network. Tribe Talk is brought to you by Progressive, helping Indians fans save hundreds on car insurance. Welcome to Tribe Talk. Jim Rosenhouse along with you as we join you from Progressive Field this weekend where the Indians are taking on the Cincinnati Reds in a three-game weekend series, part of a five-game homestand for the Tribe. They'll welcome the Cubs into town on Tuesday night and Wednesday afternoon. It has been quite the week for the Indians as they completed a tremendous road swing with a four-game series sweep of the Kansas City Royals, and we'll get to that in our weekend review segment shortly. But then they were also no hit in their return home to Progressive Field on Friday night by Cincinnati Reds left-hander Wade Miley, who confounded the Indians with off-speed stuff, change-ups, a fastball no quicker than 88 miles an hour, but he got the job done and threw the 17th no-hitter in Cincinnati Reds history at the Indians in a 3-0 win on Friday night. So some interesting baseball, to say the least, this week for the Indians, who, with that hot stretch on the road, vaulted themselves into first place in the American League's Central Division, heading into play on Friday night as they continue to make some headway in the division and trying to stay in striking distance as we get deeper into the 2021 season. Coming up a little bit later on in our show, we will hear from Josh Naylor, Jake Bowers, and Nick Sandlin as well as have our Week in Review when we return after this timeout on the Cleveland Clinic Indians Radio Network. Progressive wants your pets to be their best selves, so we cover them in our auto policy, and we created this self-empowerment series just for them. The smell of bacon fills the air as you chase a tennis ball across a grassy field. You notice a fire hydrant and approach to mark your territory. Your aim is impeccable. Get coverage for your pets with an auto policy from Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Coverage for cats and dogs included with the purchase of collision coverage and is subject to policy terms.
Welcome back to Tribe Talk, presented by Progressive Jim Rosenitz. Back with you from Progressive Field in downtown Cleveland. Time now for our Week in Review. And after the Indians took two out of three last weekend in Chicago to start their road trip, they were headed to Kansas City to take on the first-place Royals in a four-game series. Monday night, it was Aaron Savali against rookie left-hander Daniel Lynch, who was making his major league debut much anticipated in Kansas City. The Royals got the scoring started with a run in the third, but in the fourth, the Indians got that run right back thanks to Josh Naylor. Here's the pitch to Josh Naylor. He lines it up the alley, right center, base hit, extra bases. That'll score Reyes. On his way to second is Naylor, and Josh Naylor with an RBI double has tied this game at one. Now, Naylor, with his ninth double on the season, wasted little time and jumped all over that first offering from Lynch and drove it up the alley in right center for an RBI double, his third run driven in on the season. And that was just the beginning of a big series for Naylor. The game was still tied in the seventh when Eddie Rosario delivered his biggest hit as an Indian. Junis sets and fires. A swing and a shot to deep right. Down the line it goes. Soler is back near the corner. And this ball, gone! A three-run homer. Eddie Rosario hooks one down the right field line. And a two-out three-run blast has put the Indians on top. Six to three here in the seventh inning. Number three for Rosario. And all six Indians runs tonight coming on two out hits. Eddie Rosario, arguably his biggest hit as an Indian. A pitch that looked like it was up and in, and he went up and got it. And hammered one down the right field line, and it stayed fair. And the Indians have a three-run lead with one of the most dominant bullpens in the game able to take over now. They weren't done in the seventh just yet. Harold Ramirez would reach, and then Josh Naylor connected. Now the 1-2 offering. A swing and another long drive. Fairly deep right at the wall. Leaping. Solaire, it hits the top of the wall. Ricochets into the bullpen. A home run. And the Indians now have blown it wide open on Naylor's two-out, two-run homer. That bounces off the top of the wall and into the bullpen. It's a five-run rally with two men out. And it's 8-3. to three. The Indians have the lead. Josh Naylor with his first home run here in 2021. Kansas City kept it close with two runs in the bottom half of the seventh inning. But once again, in the ninth, Emmanuel Classe was on to close things out. So the Royals down to their last strike. Indians lead at eight to six, ninth inning. Runner at first, two down. Classe comes set. And the right-handers, one-two pitch. Swing and a miss. Ball game. Got him with a 99-mile-an-hour cutter. And the Indians have won the first game in this four-game series. The final tonight. The Cleveland Indians, eight, and the Kansas City Royals, six. So it was a comeback win for the Indians, and that would be the theme in the series against Kansas City. On to Tuesday night, 
an opener for the Tribe. Phil Maton would get things started, and then Sam Henches came on to pitch the bulk innings for the Tribe, and they were opposed by Mike Miner. Kansas City once again jumped in front with single runs in the second, third, and fifth innings to take a 3-0 lead. But the Tribe comeback would begin in the sixth, thanks in large part to some help from shaky Royals defense. Holland is ready, and the 1-2 offering. Swung on a chopper towards the hole. Off the glove of Lopez, who tried to backhand it. It skips into left field, and everybody is going to move up a base. And also scoring from second is Luplo. And advancing to third is Ramirez. That was kind of weirdly played by Nicky Lopez. The shortstop in the hole tried to go with a backhanded pick on the short hop. And the ball glanced off his glove into left field. Later on in the sixth inning, in just his second game with the Tribe, Harold Ramirez delivered. They've got runners at the corners, trailing 3-2. First ball swinging, Harold Ramirez rips one into left field. That'll be an RBI single. We've got a new ball game tied at three. And Harold Ramirez has his first RBI as a Cleveland Indian. And the Indians have taken advantage of Greg Holland and this Royals bullpen once again. And he wasn't done there in the eighth inning. Ramirez struck again. Stamont is ready. Hands at the belt. He fires. A swing and a shot toward right field. It's a fair ball! Inside the line and down into foul territory. Near the sidewall it goes. In to score the go-ahead run is Reyes. And it's an RBI double for Harold Ramirez. And just what Tino talked about on the manager's show, with two strikes, Ramirez doesn't try to pull everything. He got a fastball and shot it the other way. Down that right field line for a go-ahead RBI double. And the Indians have a 4-3 lead here in the eighth. And Ramirez with his second hit and second RBI of the night. And that's a huge eighth inning blow off the bat of Harold Ramirez. Josh Naylor drove in Ramirez to make it a 5-3 ball game. And then Jake Bowers, pinch hitting, connected. Now the 2-2. Fastball swung on. This has hit a ton. Deep right field. Dozier's back. Track wall. Gone! And Jake Bowers got a fastball and that time squared it up. A two-run home run to right center. And the Indians have blown it open and for the second night in a row have a big inning late. Last night, it was a five-run seventh. Tonight, it's a four-run eighth. Seven to three would be the final score. The Indians had taken the first two games of their series with Kansas City. On Wednesday night, again, not a typical start for Shane Bieber in this one along with some early defensive miscues. And just like that, the Royals had a 4-0 lead after five innings. But once again, the comeback was on for the Indians, starting in the sixth with a couple of runners on base for Eddie Rosario. The next offering, and it is swung on, hit pretty well to the gap in left center. Long run for Taylor. He can't get it. Ball hits grass. It'll scoot to the wall. That'll score Jake Bowers. Right behind him, Jose Ramirez. And it's a stand-up two-run double to left center for Eddie Rosario. And the Indians' late-ending magic 
has started an inning early. Tribe with two here in the sixth. Now trailing the Royals four to two. Josh Naylor drove in Rosario with a ground out to get the Indians to within one. And then in the eighth inning, Jose Ramirez brought the Indians back to even. Ramirez swings, drives one deep right. This ball gone into the Royal bullpen. And he's given up another blast. Jose Ramirez ties the game at four. And the Indians coming from behind again in the late innings. Ramirez with his ninth home run of the campaign. Eight of them left-handed. And a bomb to the Royals bullpen and right. And we've got a new ball game. So the game was tied at four. Heading to the ninth, that's when Josh Naylor put the Indians in front. In the ninth inning, you don't see many guys challenge hitters middle in. Relievers live by that code. You can't get beat late in the game with a pull side homer. Davis brings the hands up, chest high, and the payoff pitch. And it's swung on and hammered to right. Down the line it goes. Gone! And the Indians have a 5-4 lead. And Wade Davis just got beat with a pull-side homer. Incredible. Naylor's second homer in the series. His second home run in the campaign of 2021. And the Indians down 4 to nothing tonight have taken the lead in the ninth inning by a score of 5-4. to four. In the bottom of the ninth, James Karinchak was on to try and save it. Two down in the Kansas City ninth. Tribe leading it by a score of 5-4. to four. Karinchak's ready. Here it comes. A swing and a ground ball to short. Jimenez sets, throws, ball game. And the Indians come from four down, and they win late again. Tonight, they win it in the ninth. And they have taken the first three from Kansas City. And it's a three-way tie atop the Central. The Indians win it 5-4. to four. So the Indians with the three wins over Kansas City headed into play on Thursday in a three-way tie with Kansas City and the White Sox for the top spot in the American League's Central Division. And the Tribe was looking for its first ever four-game sweep of the Royals in KC. And they got on the board early this time. In the second inning, Ahmed Rosario came through. Duffy's ready on the pitch. A swing and a little looping fly into right near the line. Solar coming hard. It drops. Base hit inside the line. That'll score Ramirez from second. And a flare job by Ahmed Rosario results in an RBI single just inside the right field foul line. And the Indians have a 1-0 lead off Danny Duffy here in inning number two. Then Jordan Luplo drove in a run in the fifth to make it 2-0. And in the sixth, once again, it was Rosario coming through. The left-hander's ready. Here it comes. A swing and another fly ball pretty well hit toward the gap in left center field. It gets down. It'll go to the wall. Reyes is scoring. And Rosario is around second. He's on his way to third with a two-out RBI triple. And Ahmed Rosario with his best game as an Indian. An RBI single and now a two-out 
RBI triple up the alley in left center. And a huge insurance run, putting the Tribe on top three to nothing here in inning number six. And then a big blow in the eighth inning from Franmil Reyes. The pitch, Reyes swings, drives one high, deep to left, gone! Over the bullpen! And the Indians lead it 4 nothing. Reyes with his eighth home run. A towering blast down the left field line. And the Indians continue to torture the Kansas City bullpen with runs from the seventh inning on. Indians now leading it four to nothing in Reyes with eight homers and a team high 22 RBIs. Tristan McKenzie threw five scoreless innings before turning it over to the bullpen, and in the ninth, Emmanuel Classe was on to try and finish the shutout. The Royals have been around since 1969, and the Indians are one strike away from their first ever four-game sweep of the Royals in Kansas City. The 0-2 pitch. Strike three called ball game. Pumped a fastball over the outside corner and Classe ends it with an exclamation mark. And for the first time ever, the Indians sweep a four-game series of the Royals in Kansas City. And the Indians started a road trip four games out of first and they come home all alone in first place beating the Royals four to nothing. So the Indians sweep the Royals four straight in Kansas City and came home in sole possession of first place in the American League's Central Division. But Friday night it was all Cincinnati as Reds left-hander Wade Miley the veteran threw a no-hitter at the Indians, the 17th no-hitter in Cincinnati Reds history, and the Reds won it 3-0 at Progressive Field. The homestand continues Saturday night, 6-10, Sunday afternoon at 1-10. And we continue on Tribe Talk, presented by Progressive, after this timeout. Miley at 113 pitches. He could care less what the pitch count is right now. End of the windup. The left-hander deals. A swing and a chopper to short. Charged by Farmer. Throw to first. No hitter complete. And Miley being mobbed on the pitcher's mound as he has his first no hitter. And the Indians have been no hit twice in the span of four weeks. But folks, this puppy isn't over. Welcome back to Tribe Talk. Jim Rosenhouse back with you as we join you from Progressive Field in downtown Cleveland. And as always, uh, plenty of ways to listen to our show each week. You can do so on the Indians radio network, of course, usually late Saturday or sometime just prior to the Indians game that week. You can also listen to it on Indians.com, all the archived editions there, or as a podcast at Cleveland Indians Podcast. Right there you see Tribe Talk as well as the Rosie Report, regular season roundup. So a couple of ways to keep tabs on the Tribe. Tribe uh, 
Tribe Talk on the weekends, and then the Rosie Report Monday through Friday, recapping the games from the night before. Well, Josh Naylor's had a big week as uh, that hot bat has been going for about two weeks now, and the power clicked in in the series against Kansas City with a pair of home runs. And we talked to him following the 8-6 to win on Monday after he hit his first home run of the season for the Indians. And he talked about the big win to start the series in Kansas City. Yeah, no, it was a, it was a great team effort um, from pitching to the offense. I mean, it was kind of a never-give-up attitude throughout all nine innings. And it was, a, it, was a, it was an awesome game. And we came up with the win, which is what is important. And I know personally, uh, a key double early on and then the home run late. Uh, it seems like things are starting to come around for you at the plate. And are you, are you beginning to settle in the way you like? Uh, I'm just trying to, you know, make adjustments daily and just trying to have uh, good at-bats. Uh, my first at-bat yesterday was, um, was was horrible, and uh, I just kind of felt like I had to make it up from there. And I just bared down and just tried to uh, be as disciplined as I could and, you know, swing good pitches. And this game's about adjustments. You know, you're going to make mistakes. You're going you're to fail. So if you, if you can just realize that and, and grow from there, it's, it's, it's never really a bad day. You mentioned being disciplined, swinging at good pitches, and and you try and do that, and you make it sound easy, but I know it's not. And and no, it's not. how no, much it's of a challenge easy. is that? <laughs> I mean, it's extremely challenging because you know you got pitchers who who are in the big leagues, which means they're they're the best of of the best, and you know they're they're good at what they do. They're good, they have they're good at their craft, and uh, it's just as a hitter, you just got to find a way to kind of either use their, their strengths against them or, or kind of expose their weaknesses, I guess. And it's tough, but, you know, it's, it's a cat-and-mouse game, and, and that's why I love it because it's a challenge, and uh, you know, it's, that's what makes it fun. And we've seen you you go to left and left center quite a bit of late, and is that a, a real good sign that, that the things you're trying to do are coming into play? Um, I mean, I'm just kind of going with the pitch. If I if I decide on swinging that pitch, I'm just either going to just, just go with it the other way, or if it's in the middle half of the plate, I'm going to try to pull it and – I mean, just just putting the ball in play and putting the ball in play with emphasis is is key for me. And you know, hopefully, you know, I continue to uh, to do well and and continue to get wins out here. You hit a home run. You get that first one out of the way. Uh, all this that we're talking about is good hitting that you're trying to get to. But uh, for any player in the major leagues, especially if, if you feel like you should hit some home runs, how important is that? And how nice is it to get that out of the way? I mean, it's great. It's 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 a weight off your shoulder. I feel like and. Um, you just got to continue from there. I mean, I don't, I don't want to say too much or brag about it because you know it's it's, it's just one and uh, just just got to keep grinding, man. I just got to keep pushing forward, keep working in the cage with, with the hitting coaches and, and other players, keep taking advice, and you know, hopefully from from here on out, it's 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 a spectacular year, I guess. And you know, we'll see. I just got to work hard. You're in your third year in the major leagues, and you're still just 23. And I'm sure you wanted to to get to a good place as quickly as possible in terms of your all-around game. Uh, is it hard to be patient sometimes and work through some of the ups and downs? I mean, absolutely. I feel like it's that's that's just life. I could be kind of any age, whether you're 23 or 43 or 63. I mean, life's gonna throw you curveballs, and you just gotta find your way around it. You just you, you gotta just push forward. I, I love to work hard. I love to to be a good teammate, and and you know to to play this game to the you know, to the hardest I can, I, I enjoy that. And I feel like if you just keep doing that, only only good things can happen. And all of a sudden, the Indians are, are playing some good baseball against good teams in the division. Uh, what are you seeing here that's changed maybe in the last week to 10 days or so? Uh, I mean, baseball again, man, it, it, it's, it's humbling. Um, it's a sport where 
you're going to fail a ton of times, but you're also going to succeed a ton of times, hopefully. And, you know, we, we had maybe a little rough patch in April and, you know, hopefully May's our month. And it's it's early in the season. We've got a lot of games left and we're just we're, we're fighting day in and day out. All right, Josh. Hey, nice going last night. Appreciate you coming by. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. That's Josh Naylor, who has really been swinging the bat well and uh, played a, a solid first base defensively on Friday night against the Reds as well. It'll be interesting to see if we see him a little bit more there as time goes by. Meanwhile, another first baseman on the ball club is Jake Bowers, and he had a big home run in Tuesday's win against Kansas City. And he says it was nice to, to finally see some hard work after a slow start pay off. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think um, I think it's definitely there's an adjustment to uh, not getting, you know, four or five at-bats every day. It's the first time in my life where, you know, it's kind of a more of a role situation. So it's uh, it's different, man. It's 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 tough to go, you know, two days with limited at-bats and then, you know, come in and, and start. But it's something that I'm adjusting to. And I feel like I'm kind of getting uh, getting the hang of everything you know, getting that daily routine down. So, yeah, definitely I feel like I'm in a good spot. What is the hang of it to to try and do that role well as long as you're in it? Yeah, I mean, on days when you're playing, I think it's important to uh, to take your pregame work, you know, more seriously than you normally would. And then uh, on days when you're not playing, I think it's important when, you know, that third, fourth inning rolls around that you kind of start not only getting physically ready to go, but also, you know, mentally getting locked in because it's easy to uh, to sit on the bench and kind of sit and laugh with your teammates a little bit. And then, you know, they come and tap you on the shoulder and you're in the game. So there's definitely a mentally and physical component to it. And it seems like, at least watching the dugout from a distance, that it, you guys are locked in down there and there, there's some engagement going on down there where, where you're in the game and, and is – is it different maybe from, from years past or, or something that you know, you've been a part of in the past? Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know about in the past, but I know this year um, we got a group of guys where all 26 guys are pulling for each other. You know, everybody wants to see everybody do well. Everybody gets fired up when somebody does something cool. So um, it's exciting, man. It's a lot of fun. I, I really enjoy showing up every day. I really enjoy, you know, the games. I really enjoy watching these dudes play ball. When, when you look at how your season has gone, I know we chatted toward the end of spring training and you were talking about uh, how you really had to do a mental makeover in the offseason to, to get your head in a good place. Did that come into play in, in helping you get through the, the first several weeks of the season when playing time wasn't consistent and, and you were not getting the results that I'm sure you're looking for? Oh, for sure. For sure. I think over the, the first few weeks of the season, um, the one thing that I did have was you know, a really good, you know, kind of drive for, for working and, and getting to where I want to be. And then also uh, being supportive of, you know, the nine guys who are on the field and, um, you know, being the best teammate that I can be was really, was really kind of just my only focus. And then as far as results and, and, you know, my own play, trying to do whatever the team needs, whether that's, you know, coming in playing first base in the eighth or, you know, pinch hitting in the eighth it, it doesn't matter just whatever whatever the team needs is really what my focus is right now and maybe that's why it, it looked like there was some some genuine happiness uh, when you got back to that dugout after the home run trot last night what was that like for you uh going down the line and seeing everybody no it was awesome man yeah it was awesome um like i said we're all pulling for each other man we, we don't have a bad apple here so it's it's great man it's a lot of fun and uh i don't i don't think that's ever going to stop so we're just going to continue to have fun, continue to uh, to try and win ball games, and uh, we'll see what happens. And that's going really well of late. Uh, a good road trip going, and it kind of 
dates back to the, the tail end of the last homestand. What are you seeing now that, that maybe you didn't see early in the season? Uh, I think we're just getting some balls that, you know, weren't falling earlier in the season to uh, to hit the ground. I mean, we, we've been swinging the bat as a team pretty good, actually really good. So, um, you know, you're starting to see some guys get some hits that maybe were right at guys in the first week of April. And, uh, you know, it's it's going well for us right now. I'm sure you get excited just to play in any game. Uh, but you're on the field tonight. Shane Bieber's on the mound. Uh, what's that been like when he's been in this tremendous stretch of pitching that that dates back to last year and, and now carrying through to this season? I mean, it's you're being a part of history every time you're on the field. You know, I, I, this guy throws, and after each game, I just think about, you know, I'm going to be telling my kids I play with Shane Bieber. It's, this guy's unbelievable. He's uh, He's got kind of a different level of of competitiveness to him when he's on the mound, and uh, I think it shows. I think it shows. And so uh, it's impressive to watch, and it's a lot of fun to be a part of. Well, enjoy it tonight. Jake, nice going last night. Thanks a lot for coming by. Hi, Rosie. Thank you, man. That's Jake Bowers still trying to get it going consistently, but some bright spots this week, including that pinch hit home run on Tuesday night in Kansas City. Well, the Indians' bullpen has been stellar throughout the season, and they added what could be a key piece in Nick Sandlin, and we'll hear from the rookie right-hander when we come back with our final segment of Tribe Talk after this timeout. Progressive wants your pets to be their best selves, so we cover them in our auto policy, and we created this self-empowerment series just for them. You are lying paws up on the sofa. A human caresses the itchy spot behind your left ear as another human feeds you a slice of cheese. Your ancestors are wolves. Get coverage for your pets with an auto policy from Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Coverage for cats and dogs included with the purchase of collision coverage and is subject to policy terms. Sandlin, the sidewinder, delivers a strike on a fastball. He's not the submarine-style type that we have seen recently with Adam Simber. He's a true sidewinder. He really hides the ball well and literally comes at you from the side and looks to the hitter like Sandlin's just jumping at you. The pitch, and it's just a touch high. Wow. Pretty good looking pitch. Count three and one. Well, you know he's amped up. This kid has only played in the minor leagues two years. Alternate camp last year. So Sandlin in two years in the minor leagues 2018 and 19 at a 268 ERA he averaged 13 strikeouts per nine innings the pitch and he gets Garcia to lift one in the air medium deep left center the center fielder Luplo makes the catch and Nick Sandlin in his major league debut retires the first major league hitter he faces and maybe now he can breathe. Welcome back. It's our final segment of Tribe Talk presented by Progressive. Jim Rosenhouse back with you, and we were joined earlier this week by Nick Sandlin, who was just up from the minor leagues, made his major league debut last Saturday with a 1-2-3 inning against the White Sox and had a pair of scoreless outings against the Royals as well earlier uh, on that road trip or at the tail end of the road trip, we should say, and it looks like he could be a real shot in the arm for a bullpen that may not need it yet. It's certainly been performing very well anyway, but here's another outstanding arm that could be a part of it. And Sandlin talked about what it was like to get the call 
in his first major league game to come into a ball game, especially with a game on the line. Definitely a cool experience. Um, obviously, it's been a long road to get there, and it's something you worked hard for uh, you know, your whole life. And um, during the moment, you know, you're just really locked in on on the moment itself in the game, and you know, just trying to execute pitches, just like I've you know been doing anywhere I've ever been, and um, you know, trying to put up a zero for the team to you know stay in that ball game there. But um, you know, now it's had a little time to settle in, and uh, definitely a cool experience. Going back to youth baseball, you, you've been in hundreds of games, um, but that that run in from the bullpen when you know it's your major league debut, was it any different, and was it hard to keep your emotions under control? I think, you know, just definitely had a little more adrenaline going, that's for sure. Um, like I said, I really wasn't thinking about um, not too much other than, you know, what I was about to have to do and, you know, doing my job right there in the moment, but um uh, yeah, you know, definitely a bigger stadium, more fans and stuff like that. But, uh, you know, that's about it. You're a high draft choice. You, you have a good college career, and, and you were making some nice progress through the Indian system. But you had a, a fairly significant arm injury that, that required surgery. Any doubts go through your mind at that point that, that you'd ever be able to get back and, and throw the way that you normally can and, and feel good about it? Uh, you know, over, over the rehab process, as with, um, you know, a lot of guys who undergo surgeries, I'm sure there are times where, you know, people doubt, you know, the process and, uh, you know, what, what the end result's going to be. Um, when I got a metal plate and six screws put in my forearm that, you know, it was, it was weird getting used to that and throwing with that. But, you know, at the end of the day, I was around some really good people with the Indians medical staff and people that, you know, took care of me and, um, you know, got me, got me right. And, uh, I think last year at the alternate site and stuff, just getting to throw to hitters for a couple months and, you know, getting, getting my pitches back and mechanics back and all that. It was, um, definitely a confidence boost. And then coming into this year, you know, I haven't really thought of it much. It's just, um, you know, back to a hundred percent. And at what point, maybe it was at the alternate site, maybe it was this year's spring training in, in big league camp. Did you feel that, Hey, that, this is real. You have a, a real chance to, to make a big league roster and contribute at the major league level. Maybe last year. Um, I'm not sure, you know, um, you know, I've been, that's my job is to stay ready and, uh, you know, be ready to contribute at any time. Definitely when this year came around and, you know, you're in major league camp and stuff like that around some of the guys that it maybe becomes, you know, a little bit more of a reality, but at the end of the day, you know, I've, you know, I've been ready to, um, you know, step in whenever my name's called and, you know, I'm here now and just ready to help the team, you know, whenever my name's called during the game. So, um, you know, definitely happy that the opportunity's come, but now, you know, ready to settle in and, you know, do whatever's asked of me. And you're part of a bullpen that has gotten off to a really good start. I mean, you slide right into a bullpen that's rolling. Uh, what's it like down there? What do you see down there in addition to yourself that that's a lot of fun to, to look in on each day? Well, as you saw in yesterday's game, we got some really good arms, that's for sure. They you know they've been on a on a tear so far this year, and like I said, I'm just looking to you know add to it and contribute to the bullpen. That's uh obviously been been really good, and got some guys who are definitely killing it right now. And you come in with with a different kind of arm angle, but but that good power stuff too. Uh, because of the arm angle, coaching wise, it, does it take a little bit for the coaches who can help you down the road to to kind of figure out what makes you tick and. and and what works well for you? Uh, yeah, I think that's something that 
um, coaches with the Indians organization obviously do a good job with everyone though. Um, you know, not everyone, everyone throws different. There's not two people who are the same and their stuff's the same. And I don't, I mean, I just, I'm no exception to that. You know, my stuff is a little different and, but I don't think they treat it different than uh, any other pitcher who they just get to know them first and figure out what they like to do and what they're good at. And then, uh, can figure out how to, you know, step in and contribute, uh, helping them out. Um, once they get to learn you. And in closing, uh, a lot of players, whether they're position players or pitchers, say until they get to the major leagues and, and see that, that their abilities work up here, it, it's it's hard to really know. You get through a, a perfect one, two, three inning. Uh, did that kind of legitimize what you're doing and, and that your stuff can play up here if, if, you, if you're clicking and throwing the way you're capable of? Well, I, you know, I hope that if I'm clicking and throwing the way I'm capable of, then, you know, you'll be able to, you know, get anyone out and, you know, the, they put you in the situation for a reason and I, you know, you trust your stuff and that's really all you can do. There's nothing, there's nothing else you can do. Yeah. I definitely getting out there for the, the first inning and it going well is a little bit of a relief that, you know, you never know how the first one's going to go, but, um, you know, just ready to, you know, keep, keep, uh, keep working and ready for the next one. Well, it was fun to watch. Always a great day when someone makes their major league debut. Congratulations, Nick, and uh, keep it up. Thanks for coming by. All right. Thanks for having me. That's Nick Sandlin, Indians reliever, just called up from the minor leagues to make his major league debut a week ago and already appears to be someone that Terry Francona can count on in some key spots, and we'll see how that develops as time goes by. But, whew, looks like he's got a great arm and and, uh, some good command and all the things that you look for in a relief pitcher, and he pitched very well in his first couple of appearances for the Indians. That's going to do it for this week's edition of Tribe Talk, presented by Progressive. As always, want to thank Brian Matze for all of his help in putting together our show each week. Until next week, this is Jim Rosenhouse reminding you that you've been listening to Tribe Talk on the Cleveland Clinic Indians Radio Network. Time to hop back on the bandwagon, folks. Tribe Talk on the Cleveland Indians Radio Network has been brought to you by Progressive, helping Indians fans save hundreds on car insurance.